0: Welcome into another off-season edition of the Magic Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, talking to some of the influential people, athletes, coaches, administrators, etc. from District Four here over the past school year. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Scott Burton. Scott, what's going on? Oh,
1: uh, just trying to nurse a black eye. <laughs> just so people watching this thing are going, "What in the world happened to him?" Well, you know, you don't back talk your mother. Let's just put it that way
0: right <laughs> well uh let's go to a school that was dishing out lots of black guys this year lots of wins piled up uh we're oh, gonna wait. talk wait, we're, wait. we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh the camas county high school mushers and <clears throat> no better person to bring in than the athletic director at camas county high school mike mccann welcome to the show mike thanks for joining us
2: hey yeah thanks for having me
0: yeah, we are. We are so excited uh, to bring you on. We we were brainstorming a list of offseason guests that we wanted to bring on to the Magic Valley PrepCast. And right away, I said, we've got to get somebody from Camas County because Scott kind of inadvertently dubbed this the year of the musher. It was something he kind of said in passing, like way back in September, maybe on the PrepCast. Yeah. And it it really caught like wildfire and everywhere we went, we heard, yeah, you're the musher. Let's go. <laughs> Mike, how, how exciting of a year was it at campus County high?
2: Oh, it was a fun year. I, I can't believe the year's over. Uh, it's kind of crazy that we, we just finished up school, but it was a wild fun year. Uh, a year that I, I think for a lot of people who have been uh, watching campus County for a while or kind of knew it was coming up, they, they could see this coming, uh, see, how, how good our teams are going to be. And, and they, I think, you know, I think this is the first year of the musher. Maybe we, we should call it that because we're, we're not done. We're, we're, we we've got some other things we want to accomplish over the next, next few years. And hopefully we can push it even farther than that. But uh, yeah, this was a really fun year to be a part of.
1: Yeah. It was fun to watch too. Just uh, watching a small, small school, um, you're the musher. It's just got a ring to it. And it does. It, and we go to our AD meetings and I think I heard somebody kind of chip that to me uh, a little bit at one of our meetings. It's like, yeah, that does, that just sounds good. But you guys in Canvas are obviously dealing with very low numbers. You know, this is a tiny, tiny, tiny school. And so, you know, you're in that situation to where you've got some outstanding athletes, you have some people coming up, but one kid moves one kid gets hurt it changes the complex of everything that you're doing
2: it's true yeah yeah i think our our numbers right now are are a lot better than i think they've been for a long time we've got about 70 kids in the high school but uh i mean i just finished up my third year but i i think a few years before i got here i heard we only had like 30 kids in the school so it's kind of crazy for me to hear that and hear that we're like double what we had just a few years ago but but yeah i mean yeah, one kid moves or one kid gets injured, and I think you know I could see that, especially with other small schools that we play against. It's like, man, that team's going to be really good, and then a kid moves or a kid gets hurt, and all of a sudden they're they're not as good. Um, and that could easily happen to us. So that's that's the crazy thing about being a small school. But uh, it's also it's fun because uh, you you get to be close to these kids and be part of their journey and and uh, see the work that they put in to, to be great. So it's fun to be part of the small school.
0: So Mike, you talked about the student body population doubling just in the time that you've been there. Uh, are we seeing a population influx to Fairfield like we're seeing in other parts of Idaho or how do you chalk that up?
2: Uh, I think, I mean, I don't really know why we were so low, um, a few years ago. And, um, obviously I'm pretty new to the, to, to Fairfield. Um, but I, I know there's a lot of people that want to move here, um, and a lot of people that want to be part of, of not just what we see athletically here, but I think our community is is growing, and it's a great place to be. I mean, who wouldn't want to live in Fairfield? It's it's beautiful here, right next to a ski resort. Uh, I mean, if you don't like snow, you might not want to live here, but it's a great place to live. And so I think there are a lot of people that want to move here, and we have had some growth, and I think we'll probably have some more growth uh, over the next little while. You know, and growing up
1: here in the in the valley, Fairfield was never one of those places that people thought about going to live. It just it it was a place where Soldier Mountain was, you know, and that's kind of how it was looked at. But, you know, over the course of the years, um, I think it's been one of those kind of hidden gems uh, as far as a locale and a place to live, because it truly is gorgeous there um tucked away in the middle of nowhere and which is awesome and the way that the world's going now people are trying to get away from people (laughs) it's (laughs) true you know and so those kinds of destinations become uh paramount and boy fairfield really is a beautiful beautiful place but you're right you better like the snow
2: yeah own a a
1: snow machine or a sled or a pack of dogs to carry you around every once in a while because that's going to be that way for a while isn't it
2: yeah 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 it's funny you talk about like not many people talking and you're thinking about Fairfield for a while. I mean, I grew up in Gooding. That's where I graduated from and lived till I went to college. And, and when I, uh, was first applying for jobs, um, after finishing up college and I saw Fairfield and it was like a joke to my wife, like, Oh wow. What if, what if I applied in, to Camas County and worked at Fairfield and it was like a joke I, and she was finally like, well, you should apply. And, and, uh, Thankfully, she encouraged me to apply because I applied and the next day interviewed and then got the job like within a couple days of applying. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I tell her all the time, "the you know, Thank you for uh, for pushing me to do that because I I can't imagine being anywhere else now. I love it here."
0: You guys talk about growing up in the Magic Valley. As somebody who's not from Idaho, I'm from Montana originally. It was very confusing to me. I had no idea where Camus County was located because you've got up North, the Camas Prairie and where I live in East Idaho, there's the Camas wildlife refuge. And then I find out that Camas County is actually, you know, kind of in the middle of the state. It's, it's very confusing to an outsider. A lot of (laughs) Camas Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's, let's dive into what happened this year at, at Camas County high school. Um, I think we have to start all the way back at, at football season where, I'll admit, Mike, uh, when when we got the bracket for, for the 1A-D2 playoffs and I looked at it, I said, you know, not only is North going to beat Camas County, I said, I like North Gym to, like, win the whole thing. I thought the bracket set up pretty well for them. And to the credit of the mushers and Coach Kramer, they came out and, and defeated North Gym in probably one of the most exciting games of the year around the entire state. What, what was that like to come in as as David, and slay this big Goliath from North gem in, in the football playoffs. Uh,
2: it was fun. I could that. I, I, I admit during that game, I was incredibly worried in the first half and we were down a lot. Um, but going into that game the week before, uh, you know, I mean, I know it is cliche, but I, I don't, I think everybody in the school, all the kids were like, yeah, we're going to win this week. Like we, there was a strong belief. And I think that obviously contributed to winning because they really believed we were going to go and, and, and pull off the upset uh and i'm mean, north jam they were an incredible team and i i knew we could beat them and i knew we, we uh had the talent to do it but i i have to admit i was kind of shocked afterwards like wow we actually we actually did do it <laughs> but but it was it was really fun going into that game and seeing uh just the confidence from the kids explode from that win uh sadly couldn't keep it going more than one week but uh just that game just Some of the individual performances and just the way the team worked together and just executed perfectly the game plan that that uh, Coach Kramer and the coaches had uh, was incredible to watch and uh, really fun to to be there cheering it on.
1: (laughs) A lot of a lot of times when you get in those situations, you guys had a lot of momentum towards the end of the season. And you can just kind of feel it. And that's really kind of where all the year of the musher started was kind of about midway through the season. It was like, gosh, these guys, even though they're three and seven, they are they're doing some things that nobody thought they would do. Well, finishing like you guys did. Have you seen um, uh, not a renewed excitement for football, but a continued excitement for these kids to to keep it going to get back in the weight room to get into the offseason programs a little bit more excitement than you would in a normal year
2: yeah i definitely think i mean overall this year uh some of the success that we had has really fueled that that enthusiasm to to improve and to get better and i think um, i think really in football i, th- I think we were almost a, a year ahead of pace i mean we had uh, some great seniors on the team that obviously we, we knew was were going to contribute to that success. But o- outside of those seniors, we've got a lot of uh, sophomores that were on that team um, and just young kids that were starting. And I, I think we kind of expected like next year and the year after to be the year we really saw some success in football. And so this year to do what we did, I mean, our record wasn't great. Um, uh, but we knew we were better than our record and, and we felt like we were a year ahead. And so now there's even more excitement. I'm like, wow, if we did that this year, what can we do if we keep working for it? And, and I just hear kids all over talking about all the work that they're putting in. And I feel like every time I, I come by the school, there's, there's kids in the weight room working out with, uh, with the coaches and they've got their plans for the summer. And, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of enthusiasm about, um, not not settling with what we did this year, but trying to push it into, into the future as well.
0: Yeah, that's what you talked about is it's not the year of the musher, right? It's going to be a couple of years of the mushers. This thing's going to continue on into the next season. Uh, Scott, I remember you telling me you had talked to Coach Kramer after that playoff game and you kind of relayed the story on the prep cast. It was kind of a wild finish. Uh, a lot of guys were gassed because I think the final score was like 42 to 36. And it was this mad comeback for Camas County in that North gem game. And to the point where it was late in the game. And I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but it was like a fourth down or something. And, and Camus was basically deciding whether or not to go for it. And they called, or, or they asked for a measurement. They asked the chain gang to come out and, and measure knowing already that they didn't need the measurement, but they just needed to call for the chains So everyone could get a breath, right? Everyone could take a chance to get, get their breath back. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, so yeah, Dawson Kramer had a huge game and just was the workhorse that every time we needed a yard or two, he got the ball, Uh incredible player that just, he kind of willed us to some, some first downs and, and helped will us to that win. And, uh yeah, third down, we've got it was really close. And I was standing right at the chains and I was like, ah, oh, it's it's short. Like we're definitely short. And I stand standing there with some other people. It's like, yeah, we're short. And uh Rusty, Coach Kramer, he's 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 saying, Hey, we need a measurement, we need a measurement. I'm like, i not like everybody around me is like, no, it's short. He's like, No, 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 <laughs> we need a measurement. He's like, We we need to get uh get Dawson a, a little breather so he can carry this. And so yeah, we got the measurement, it was short, like it was, it was closer than I thought it was going to be actually when they measured it. Um, but yeah, I gave Dawson a little bit of a breather and, uh, and then he picked up the first down and, and went from there and went down to score. But uh, yeah, that was, it was kind of funny being on the line. And, and he, I, you know, I listened to the podcast, heard the story. I was like, well, yeah, I was one of those guys saying, yeah, we didn't get it, <laughs> but, but he he knew uh, Dawson needed a little bit of a, a breather there. And so it was, it was a, good strategy by him to say, yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Like let's get a measurement and get a breather.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and the league that you guys were in this year was a gauntlet, right? Kerry, uh gets the championship. Castle Ford is a final four team. Does that competition force you guys to get, to get better or, or get off the road?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you want to play in our conference, you, uh, you've, you've got to be ready to get beat up on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Obviously carry uh year after year is great and uh a team that you almost you almost uh just know going in, it's like, oh boy, yeah, we're 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 in for it in this one. But it's fun to play against them because even going into those games, you know, our kids are like, Well, you know, maybe we can pull this off. Maybe <laughs> we can pull off an upset in there. So I mean, you know you have to get better and you know that they're a team that's gonna push you, but then I mean, Castleford had a great year this year. Dietrich, obviously, after winning it the year before, was, they were still a really great team this year. Um, and just just a really deep conference. And it's going to be a little different next year, losing uh, losing Kerry from the conference, uh, losing one of those top teams, and kind of seeing who's gonna who's gonna rise to the top and kind of fill their spot. But it's it's a tough conference that we've we've been a part of, and will still be tough. But uh, losing Kerry definitely. Uh, changes the conference a little bit
0: yeah let's let's talk about uh the impact carry had on the league i mean because they were they were good in every sport doesn't matter what it is they're they're always the team you have to get through to get to the top so how how does that open the door you're losing Kerry, you're also losing in some of the sports sun valley community school they moved up to two a so the, the conference is going to look a little different next year
2: yeah i think uh, I mean, overall, the changes to our conference really uh, it, it opens the door a lot. Um, but it also, uh, that thing, you know, losing representation, especially in, in sports like volleyball and basketball, where we're only going to have one seed to state, makes it really tough. Um, uh, but I mean, it, it gives us an opportunity to you know, do do we want to fill the, that spot at the top of the conference? Do we want to be that team that everybody wants to, to knock off? And I think, I think that's what we're trying to do, but obviously it's, it's a strong conference. Um, and Carrie's always, I mean, they're that measuring stick, you know, if you want to be great, you've got to beat them, right? whether it's football, basketball, volleyball, uh, track. I mean, they're just great at everything. They've got great athletes and great programs developed. And so they're a great measuring stick and I'm glad I, th- I think we're still playing them in uh, most sports next year. So we can still kind of measure ourselves against them. Um, but yeah, it's it's it kind of opens things up of who's who's going to fill that spot at least for for the next two years. Who's going to be that team that everybody's trying to measure themselves against, and um, so it, it definitely changes the dynamic of the conference of of yeah, who's going to be that that team.
0: And then if we turn now to to winter and and boys basketball season, a lot of those football players also played basketball, and it was kind of a role reversal where. Camus went from dark horse that emerged to early on in the preseason. Everybody was saying, watch out for the mushers. And pretty much from the jump, you know, you guys were ranked number one in the polls for most of the year, number one or number two. And it culminated uh, with a championship game appearance and a, and a nail biter of a loss to Rockland that wasn't decided until, you know, the final 40 seconds or so. Uh, but just talk a little bit about the basketball season that unfolded at Camas County this year.
2: Uh, basketball is really fun. Uh, And yeah, like you said, it was a role reversal where football, we were, we were David, you know, going and knocking off, knocking off North gym and kind of surprising some people, but I don't think we surprised anybody in basketball this year. I think the the writing's been on the wall that, that this team was going to be really good. Um, Obviously led by, by Brecken Clark and and Dawson Kramer are two seniors from this last year. Um, And those guys really set the tone uh, really since the, uh, well, a long time ago, but since since last basketball season ended kind of disappointingly with the team not making it to state. Um, and they, they really pushed their teammates all summer. I heard them like, hey, are you guys coming into open gym? Are you guys going to be at practices? Are you guys going to be in the gym shooting? And they were really pushing their teammates to get better. And, and this year, like we, we knew it was going to be really, really special, really fun year. Uh, coach, uh, Jamin Frostenson really pushed, pushed me to put together a schedule that, that challenged this team. And, um, and I think night in, night out, we were playing re- some really tough competition. I and mean, we had a few games on our schedule that weren't quite as tough, but I mean, pretty much every night we were playing teams that, that we knew, you know, we were gonna have to bring it and, and they knew that they were gonna have to bring it. And we played a lot of fun games, um. But yeah, throughout the season, I mean, led by those two seniors and then our sophomore group, I mean, started three sophomores the whole year with those two seniors. And just to this, the growth that they all had from the year before where we fell short of the goal of making it to state to this year where they're saying, like, that they were they were talking about qualifying for state the whole year. And I think that was, that was one of the big focuses is I, I really never heard uh, kids on the team talking about trying to – to like what they wanted to do at state. It was all like, we've got to get to state. And they were focused on that goal the whole year and, you know, game after game, just preparing uh, for that district tournament. Cause our, our district tournament, as we've talked about in football, we've got a really tough conference, but our our basketball conference was equally tough. I mean, displayed by the fact that we went in, we were technically the number three seed going into the, (laughs) into the tournament uh, because of, of a loss we had in there. But, uh, but yeah, this team was so focused. Um, and I, I was just shocked. Sometimes I'd, I'd go watch, kind of see how they were watching film or how they were practicing. And the the focus of this group was kind of insane. And the way they talked about basketball, uh, I had no idea what was going on most of the time. They're just super intelligent basketball players. And, um, it was kind of fun to watch them grow throughout the year. And Obviously, uh, you know, I think one of the one of the most important games of our season that shaped the whole year was actually a loss that loss to carry uh, during the regular season. I think it was it was probably the best thing that could have happened to our year, losing that game, uh, losing it by one point in a game we didn't play well. And we actually I'm mean, still almost won the game. And I'm <laughs> looking back. <clears throat> I'm really glad we didn't win the game. Because I think it would have, you know, maybe fed the egos of like, oh, yeah, we played bad and we still beat a really good team. But losing that game and the focus that they came out of that game in uh, out of that game with was just insane. They were so focused on getting better. And when we played carry uh, in the district tournament, you could tell our, our team, they were they were ready to to redeem that loss and, and get to state. And so uh, that was really fun uh, seeing how just yeah, I mean, that one loss. Uh, we had a few other losses, but that loss really shaped our season as far as how focused they were going through the rest of the year. Yeah, you guys were
1: definitely dialed in towards the <clears throat> coming down the stretch in the latter half of the season. And it's funny how a loss will do that to you just to refocus a group, you know, and you guys only had four of them. So <laughs> you had to, had to uh, make the most out of them. But you're right. That was a timely, timely loss. And we saw that <laughs> coming. And when it did happen. And I can't remember if if we thought about mentioning it or we actually did mention it, because the year of the musher was still going on, all the momentum from football, football <laughs> sets the tone. Basketball kept it going, but when you guys lost that one to Carry, it's like you know what that could be the best thing that happened to these kids, uh, and it turned out to be one of the best things. And you guys had, you know, your coach of the year in Frostenson. You had your uh, Brecker was your MVP. Your defensive player of the year in the conference was was uh, Dawson um and then you've got two young kids sophomores uh that are going to start to kind of emerge and have to carry the mail right the smiths uh tristan and joy and they were second team and honorable mention in the conference as well but you know those are those the guys or those the kids are going to have to step up and take the place of the brecken clarks and the dawson kramers
2: yeah i mean uh that whole sophomore class uh kind of led by the Smith twins, Tristan, Troy, uh, you know, they're, they're ready to, to lead the way. And, and another, I mean, I, I could talk about all the kids on the team cause they're, they're all awesome, but I mean, Emmett Palin is another one of those sophomores that he didn't get a lot of that recognition, but he's a kid that when he has an on night, he is unstoppable. He's, <laughs> he's an incredible player. Um, and I think he's going to be one of our real leaders this next year. Uh, one of the most athletic kids I've ever been around and he's gr- grown a lot this this year physically and and emotionally I think and I, I think he's really gonna help carry that team uh, Tristan is the point guard uh, thankfully I, I mean if you looked at our team on the court last year uh, we weren't very imposing we've we got some small guys out there uh, I think I think Dawson that uh, Dawson and Emmett are were the only two guys over six foot in our starting lineup, but next year, uh, a lot of these sophomores are growing. We might, we might have three or four guys over six foot in our starting lineup next year. So we'll be bigger, stronger, a little more athletic. Um, but yeah, Emmett and, and the Smith twins and uh, Trevor twos was our, kind of our sixth man off the bench that uh, he, he just seemed to, to provide a spark. Um, it might not have been always with scoring, but he came up with big defensive plays uh, big rebounds. Um, he his vision as a passer is uh, just ridiculous. Uh, but he's going to be a kid that he's really going to break out this next year. Um, and and then there's a lot of other guys that are coming up um, that that are really going to help us. And so yeah, I think kind of that core of sophomore kids and uh, Caden Baxter. I think will be he'll be a senior next year. He's going to kind of step into that starting lineup as our as our big guy and he's he's big and and strong and he's gonna be a force down there in the post i think this next year so we've we've got a lot of great kids coming up uh obviously losing Brecken and dawson it's gonna hurt uh especially their leadership um they i mean on the court yeah i mean you can count on Brecken to get 20 a night and dawson to just lock down the best players on the other team and grab big rebounds and could really count on those guys. Um, but also that's the way they led and encouraged. It's, it's going to be something that losing them is really going to hurt us, but we're, we're not about to take a step back and say, Oh, we lost two seniors and, and now we're done. We're, we're ready to, to step up and, and, uh, hopefully duplicate the season and, and, uh, have a really good year again next year.
0: Yeah. Getting a state is always so difficult. Uh, I was at, uh, Caldwell high school where the tournament was taking place, the one AD two tournament, just to drop off some gear. And I saw some canvas County fans that, you know, the tears were welling up because they just, this isn't a place that canvas County has gotten too often. And so it was really cool to see the fans taking that emotion and, and be able to, to be a part of that. Um, and I think uh, the easiest way to say it's hard to get back to state is by looking at the girls basketball team. That was actually my first introduction to, to canvas County athletics was, at girls state basketball two years ago when coach boats and his team made it to state. And I remember thinking like, this is kind of a plucky scrappy team. There's only seven players on the team and I'm talking to coach boats. And I said, well, you know, he said this is the first time we've been to state since like 2002 three, something like that. And we think the second time in school history. And I said, well, maybe this will be the start of something. He said, Yeah. Right now though it looks like I'm not going to have enough players to even have a team. I'm losing two seniors and one girl's moving to Washington, so we got to try and recruit some younger girls to to come out otherwise, you know, I don't know what we're going to do and it ended up being fine. You guys had enough players. And so I was watching the girls basketball team really closely this year and even though they didn't make it back to state, I thought the the girls basketball team still had a really outstanding season overall.
2: Yeah, yeah, our girls team definitely I mean, from, from the previous year getting to state, it, you know, almost seemed like this year was not very good, but we still had a, a very good girls team this year uh, obviously led by Ashley boats um, an incredible player um, And her. I think she's, she's kind of uh, somebody that all of the kids in the school look to as, you know, the the work that she put in to become a great basketball player is something that they all realize, like if you put in the work, you can achieve this. And, Uh, obviously, you know, scoring, uh, the amount of points that she scored in her career over a thousand points and over 500 rebounds, and just going to go on, go on and play some college basketball. Um, so yeah, I mean, led by her, that, that team was really good. We had some really good wins this year. Um, obviously the, the depth of our team was something that was, uh, went, you know, we had a smaller team and some girls that hadn't really played basketball as much that were still kind of learning and growing. And, um, so there, there were some growing pains with that group, but overall it was still a very good year for, for our girls team. And I thought, you know, on the right night, you know, maybe in the district tournament, we could have knocked off somebody and maybe snuck in, but it didn't quite work out that way. But we, we had a lot of great athletes, um, on that team and, and a really good season.
0: Yeah. So you talked about Ashley Boat's uh, she crossed the 1,000-point mark for her career this year. And and Brecken Clark did that on the boys' side as well. You know, it's unusual for a school to have one athlete do that, but to have two in two separate sports, boys and girls basketball, what an incredible accomplishment that was. How exciting was that?
2: It was really cool. Uh, yeah, Brecken did it, kind of one of the first games of the year. And sadly, he did it on the, on the road um, all the way up at Garden Valley, so we didn't have as many fans there to celebrate for him. Uh, but still it was, it was great when he came back the next game, we recognized that and, and, uh, kind of let the crowd cheer and support that. And then, uh, thankfully Ashley did it here in our gym and, uh, just to see the crowd, uh, react and, and with that was really fun as well. And yeah, it's been really fun, uh, watching those two seniors. Um, cause, uh, just they're, they're great examples for our younger kids and not just the kids that are in high school now, but also you know, down to our elementary school because we're all in the same building. Um, so our elementary school kids see our high school kids and kind of see the example that they set. And uh, so it's been really cool to see how some of these younger kids come to, come to games to watch watch those two um, and watch their accomplishments. And I think, you know, it's probably motivated and inspired some of those younger kids. And, you know, maybe 10 years from now, we're going to have some more thousand point scores that were inspired by those two.
1: Yeah, for sure. Those those are the kind of players that you build programs around and their influence on those younger kids uh, is is crazy. But you touched on something that's really interesting that a lot of schools don't don't have the um, I don't have that situation. Everybody's in the same building, you know, and so when you are in these bigger schools and and you've got people like Ashley and Brecken that are, You know, obviously the the talk of the the town as far as their their basketball prowess, these elementary kids never get to associate with them at all in in bigger towns. But now they're in the same building. So how is that relationship um, having all of those kids, 70-ish kids from grade school to seniors in the same building? And how does that promote that that camaraderie within the sports programs and the athletes in the student body?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's really cool that uh that we're all here in the same building and uh yeah, I mean, we have some kids, some of the high school kids that are in the classes around the uh the elementary school kids like lunchtime that they'll they'll go out for lunch recess as part of their class to to interact with those kids and play basketball with them or play other sports with them and encourage them that way. So, you know, these elementary school kids get to interact with these kids and, and look up to them out there at practice or out there at recess. And, uh, and then sometimes they, these high school kids will, will TA for me for uh, other classes, like, cause I teach K through 12 PE. And so they'll come into, they'll drop in to these elementary school classes that I'm teaching with elementary school kids and they'll come in and kind of play with them. And it's just, it's a different dynamic that is something that's really cool because these younger kids do get to interact with them and, and see, you know, that they're great athletes, but also see the great things they do as people. Um, and when we send teams off to state, uh, thankfully this year we got to do it in football and boys basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you know, sent some track athletes. So we have all the elementary, and junior high, high school kids. They all line up in the hallway that goes all the way from the elementary up through the high school. And it's this big tunnel. Uh, and the, the team runs through the tunnel, high-fiving all the kids. And goes out, and gets on the bus. Everybody comes outside and sends them off. And I know some schools, you know, bigger schools do that, you know, or something like that, just with the high school kids. But you know, our little kindergarteners get to see these teams going off to state and high five these athletes and say good luck, and then go watch them leave to go go to these big games, these big uh, you know state tournaments, and. For them it's like well i want to i want to do that i want to be part of that and i think that's really really cool that we get to have all of our kids to be part of that because we're all in the same building very cool very cool
0: yeah that's that's how you build multiple years of the musher right yeah what a cool what a cool deal for sure Um, Well, Mike, we wanted to thank you for coming on and and talking and recapping and reveling in this great year of athletics at at Canvas County High with a school your size to have a year like this where every sport is competitive and and in the mix and getting the state or getting deep into the playoffs. It it was a real treat to watch because a lot of 1A D2 schools struggle just to get enough players for varsity programs sometimes. So it was a lot of fun to, to bask in this
2: thank you yeah thanks for having me on and it's it's fun to to talk about this last year that we had because it's it was really really great to be part of really fun to watch the kids and uh and the coaches and the community and just the way everybody came together and i'm hoping we can duplicate it for for many years to come hopefully my kids all get to be part of it as well uh, you know, hopefully we're talking year of the musher part 20 or at that point or something. But uh, yeah, it's thank you for having me on because it was fun to be part of this season. It's fun to talk about these kids and what they accomplished.
0: Absolutely. Well, Mike McCann, uh, athletic director, K through 12 PE teachers. Well, I know I know you small school ladies wear a lot of hats. So,
2: yeah, health teacher as well. So I got to throw that in there. <laughs>
0: There you go. Uh, Mike McCann from Canvas County. Hi. Thanks for joining us here on the uh, magic Valley prep cast. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Scott, the year of the musher, uh, but part two might be on the way this, uh, this fall.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the, the, there were a lot of interesting stuff that uh, uh, McCann told us that uh, is just unique to that size of school that it's always fun to hear that different perspective because you know, those smaller schools have a completely different world. They live in. And, and and I was really just intrigued by the fact that they're all in the same building. They all get to build that camaraderie whatever, whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking as we're going through this thing, I tell you what, they've got a marketing thing there. If they just grab these t-shirts that just says you're the musher and it could be a reoccurring thing. And, uh, all all we want is just a little shout out. That's it.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say all we want is 15%. (laughs)
1: You know what? I'll, I'll take I'll take 11 percent and then we'll just call it good there. But 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 I think they're on to something there. And it sounds like they've got uh, that, that mentality of it's not rebuilding, it's reloading. You know, I mean, they've got some tough athletes to replace, but they also have some young ones that are ready to step up. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what the mushers do, you know, moving forward.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a must view uh, appointment viewing, whatever is going on with campus County.
1: Yeah. And then the fact that Carrie's not in the mix anymore. I mean, that, that is huge. That changes everything. Cause I mean, for, I don't know how many years everybody's playing for second place for the most part. Now, all of a sudden you have this renewed vigor with all these schools are going, well, why can't that be us now? You know, I mean, the, the big kid on the block is gone. Who's gonna step up and take his place? Well, it's open season. So That's right. why not the musher?
0: Well, as we trudge our way towards the next open season, stay tuned to more off season podcasts. We'll have more interviews throughout the summer here on the Magic Valley Prepcast. Until then, for Scott Burton, I'm Brandon Bainey, and thanks for tuning in on Idahosports.com.